This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Very uh, big, big schus uh, to have uh, all the parents that are here uh, with us today. And uh, husbands or sons, uh, you know, uh, your moms, wives, um, welcome to join us. We have uh, a section set up for the women, and uh, certainly welcome to join us. Um, it is a very, very big honor for us to have uh, Rosh Hashiva Rav uh, Lopiansky with us this morning. Um, just uh, a word about, uh, you know, Rav Lopiansky is really, to me, uh, I'm not a Talmud, but I've, uh, I've read some of his svarim, certainly uh, the most recent Sefer, Ben Torah for Life. And it's something that I have shared with you and ideas that I've shared with you from that say for uh, more, than, uh, more than on one occasion. And, um, and Rav Lopiansky is, a, uh, is one of the Godoli Yisrael who's really um, a thinker and uh, who really transmits um, MS in the, uh, in the most uh, purest uh, way possible. Um, a great Rosh Yeshiva. Some of our Talmidim are actually learning in Yeshiva Greater Washington currently. And um, he is someone who really, really, uh, you can draw a tremendous uh, amount from. Uh, the Sefer Ben Torah for Life is a Sefer that, uh, that really highlights how we can go ahead and take our yeshiva years, our yeshiva experience, and, uh, and bring that to, uh, to the day-to-day of post-yeshiva uh, life. And it's something that is so critical, cri- critically important. Um, and uh, we've asked Ravaren to, uh, to address us to share with us how perhaps we should approach our, our yeshiva years and then uh, to be able to go ahead and take uh, all that we gain from those yeshiva years and how to uh, bring that to, uh, to life going forward. So uh, it's a big cover for us and a big honor for us to have Ravon Lopiansky with us. And please give your undivided attention. <clears throat> Morning. It's a uh, special, very special to be here. We have a very special relationship with Yeshiva. Um, it says that if somebody gives somebody matana tova, it's chayav l'diam. He's supposed to tell them, appreciate what I gave you. Sometimes people themselves are shy, so maybe an outsider should do it. It's been our fortune to have bachur from Yeshiva here by us, and vice versa. Some of our high school boys coming here and boys come from here to us, and I'd like to tell you that you have a Matana Tova, um, whether it's Yechiel, Hyman, whether it's Eitna Tenebaum, um, those are wonderful, sincere, even-keeled, um, thoughtful, just every Milamita Tova you could think of, a Ventura's personality, really, um, th- th- you see that what they got from Yeshiva was a thoughtfulness, and a balance, and it's really amazing. Um, the, I guess the most precious possession we have is the mashkiach of ours, Rav Sher, who was in Vaseret probably 20 years ago, I guess, something like that, a long, long time ago. He today is our mashkiach, and he brings some of those qualities which Baruch Hashem continued and developed into a, a very chasher person by us. So I'd like to give my appreciation, and I'd like you to appreciate what you and your children are getting over here in Yeshiva. Um, speaking about this topic of Bentora for life and so on, I think I'd like to address an akuda that 
might seem a minute or t- for a minute sort of a bit distant from it, but I think it's important when it, in the core approach to changing, to become Ventura, and so on, I think understanding it correctly is extremely helpful for moving forward and retaining the things and the values you've gotten. So we're going to start with an akuda that might be a little bit um, seem distant from the topic, but I think it's the core of it. The very first pasuk, the very first parasha by us, a repeat of all of the names of the Shvatim. And we just got through the, telling the names of the Shvatim. And again, so um, the Rishonim and the Medrash and Chazal really, um, they, everyone touches on this Nekuda. Why again? Rashi says because they're very Chaviv, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu counts them again. But it's really strange that we need to repeat the names of them and so on. So there's a Medrash that seems to address it, but the answer the Medrash gives is, is much more difficult, actually. The Medrash says all of these names are Shemos of Geula. They're all names that have pertained somehow to the Geula. So Ruvain is Hashem saw how difficult things was. Shimon, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, heard our tefillahs. Levi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bonded with us, on and on and on. So it's a nice chazal. What does it tell me in terms of the question that the chazal seem to be asking? The question is, why repeat it again? And it's telling me that you can darshan every single name as if having some sort of remez, some sort of uh, allusion to the gula, the seda. So, so why do you need to have it again? And, and, and it's, what's it telling me? What, what does that mean? It means, so I'm learning Shmos, and I'm learning about the gula of Kal Yisrael, which is very important, and it tells me that all these names really have sort of some sort of remez to that. I once heard, I had a, a, a chav of mine, he was a, a chassidish young man, he was of a chassidus, a slum chassidus, where they very work on Musa, and work on yourself, and he went to a tish of a different rebbe, and the rebbe had a whole bunch of gematrias for half hour, where Yosef HaTzadik somehow works out to be connected Friday, and that's why he had to, that's why he got washed up and dressed up and so on. So he came back to me and said, you know, I don't need a half hour worth of gematrius in Jerusalem to tell me you're supposed to go to Mikvah Friday afternoon. Like, what's the point of it? What's the point of telling me it's all Muslim and so on and so forth? It's very nice. It's a nice reduction. What's the Pasuk telling me in that? In the, and Chazal will make a point of it. This is the answer to the question. That's, that's uh, a, a point I'd like to address. The, um, the actual, um, the, if we go back a little bit, by Yaakov Avinu, we also have a strange um, parsha where it says he gathered his children to tell them the cates. Then HaKadosh Baruch took away his Ruach HaKodesh. He couldn't tell them the cates anymore. And instead, he decided to give them a bracha. When you say instead, it means it replaces it. It's similar. It's not the same thing. 
but it's something equivalent. So let's say I want to get a bracha from one tzaddik, he's not available, I go to the other tzaddik. So that I could say, instead of getting a bracha from tzaddik aleph, I got a bracha from tzaddik base. Makes sense. Um, I can't tell the case of a thousand years from now, I'll tell the case of a hundred years. It has to be of the same ilk, it has to be something that has some similarity. He wanted to tell him what the case is, he wanted to tell him when Mashiach will come. Okay, and then he couldn't do that, so instead I'll give them a bracha. It, what's the instead? So it's two things. He went on the kates, couldn't tell them, finished. Then, now it's, he's, he's, he's about to pass away, now he'll give them a bracha. So, so where does a bracha take the place of telling the kates? They don't seem at all related to us. So I'd, I'd like to think a minute, the morale speaks about the concept of geula. And the morale says, it says that of Klal Yisrael, had fallen one more madrega um, in Mitzrayim, if they had gone into Memphis Sharatuma, they could not be, be go, nisgoel, they could not be, they could not have a geula, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu saved them right before. Everyone knows that. So the morale asks, I mean, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised to the Ovis that there would be a geula. So how could there not be a geula? I mean, that was part of the Brisbane Absarim, is that Akash Baruch would take out the fourth generation, and he would he would beguile them. So how could it be, no matter how far gone we were, why couldn't Akash Baruch take us out? So Maral says a very important result. The word Geula is not identical to Yeshua. To, 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 to anything in the nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving us something. That's not what the word Geula means. We tend to obviously lump it together. We're in a lot of trouble, we have a lot of tsaras, the Geula will come, everything will be taken care of. Geula does not mean things will be taken care of. The concept of Geula is when you have some entity trapped in another entity, that's called golos. Golos means that there's an entity that's stuck in a place, in a culture, in a nation that's not it. And we remove one from the other, that's called geula. But to take nation A and convert them to B is not geula. It's, it's, a new, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a new creation, and that's not Geula. Had Klal Yisrael gone into Memtashari Tumor, had they disappeared into Mitzrayim, if they would have crossed the red line, they would have become Mitzrim. To take Mitzrim and to cut them off and make a new nation out of it, there never was a, a promise for that. And that's not something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was set out to do. As long as Avram's seed existed, so no, no matter how many layers it was ensconced, and no matter how many layers it was covered, tough layers, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would crack open those layers and take out that seed, that, that, that tiny spark, seed, whatever you want to call it, 
and bring it back to life and give it its own metzias. Um Chazal liken the, the experience in Mitzrayim like a uber b'mei imo, like a fetus in the mother's womb. Halachically, um, there are in many, in many areas of halacha, a fetus is considered part of his mother, uber yerech imo. In many halachas, it's considered to be as part of the mother, and the halachas of the mother are relevant to the fetus as well, as long as it's a fetus. But a fetus is its own entity waiting to come out and become its own. So if we have an analogy to the type of situation in Mitzrayim, it's something that has potential to be its own. In, in its essence, in its core, it's something that is different. It's so covered up with something else that it appears to be part of something else. But when you stop the birthing process and you, it pushes its way out, it becomes its own being. That's the muscle that Chazal used to describe that. So Geula does not mean giving us good things, helping us, saving us. It means salvaging ourselves from something that is not allowing us to be ourselves. That's the process of Geula. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's promise was as long as a spark, as long as a seed of Jew and Judaism exists, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take it out. If that disappears, if the, if the final spark dies out, one can ask, well, what happened? But the, the promise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not exist for that. That's what the morale says, that, that the, the, the Aftacha of Geula requires that it still be its own entity. So, understanding that that's Geula helps us understand, uh, uh, gives us a whole different perspective on what we're looking for. Yaakov Avinu, why did he want to tell us what, when Mashiach is coming? Curiosity? I mean, it's, we love, everyone loves Mashiach stories, the wonderful things that are happening, the dates, the gematrias, the calculations. Fine, that's childish. There's no, that's not what Yaakov Avinu needs to tell us. Yaakov Avinu is giving us a charge for life. Not for life, but the life of the nation. For the nation. And saying, Rabbi Isai, this is what you're striving for. Here is the beauty and the, and, and the, and the epitome of Kali Yisrael, of mankind. And this is what you should strive for. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, by taking away his Ruach HaKadosh, was in effect saying, that's not the right way to frame the perspective. It says, Yaakov Avinu, with his bracha, touched on the inner spark and essence of each one. He put a finger on each shavit, what he possesses, what he has in himself, and by pointing it out, this part of yourself is waiting to come out. That's what the Geula is all about. It, it, it's, it, it, it's, it def, it's definitely an exchange. It's of the same nature because both the idea of a case, of trying to megala the case, means what to strive for. So first thought of Yaakov was, was striving by showing the, the perfection. And the second thought 
Akarish Baruch's thought was, no, show each person what's locked inside him and let him focus on that, shine a spotlight on that, and when that comes out and develops, that's the Gula. So I think this is the Pshat over here, Yisrael. the name of a person is his essence. And it describes his essence. The Gemara Bracha says, um, it, it, it's actually Dafayomi somewhere these days, that, that um, the name of a person tells you a lot about a person. It's meant to give you a sense of his essence. The Pasik is telling me, we're starting the process of Geula, which will be in Sefer Shmos, by tapping into the core of each Shevet. Whatever it is about each Shevet, whatever remez there is in the name about Geula, it's basically a description of what it is about that Shevet, what's the Nakuda, what's, what's that essence that's waiting to be redeemed. That's the, the, the Pshat Ne'el Shmois that these are Shemesh Geula. So I'd like to ponder a few minutes about this. Whenever our, I guess our first attitude towards Ruchnius is we're not great people. Here is a beautiful paradigm of perfection. This is something that, um, that a person ought to be like and become that. So it's good, it's beautiful, it's nice, but down deep there's a sense of I'm trying to be better than I am. The, the oldest <coughs> refrain of, of a teenager is you want me to be somebody I'm not. Why do you want me to be somebody I'm not? We take ourselves as we are and we say this is we, what we are. I know it's not great. I know it's far from perfect. But it's hard to be something that's not natural to me. And as long as we have that model of we are who we are now, and we could, it's like we could become something more, then you know what? It's tough, it's hard, and it's a little bit not natural for me. So I know it's better, but why should I become more? That's our attitude towards it. But if we recalibrate, if we understand it differently, in a way that's true, meaning elakai neshama Every morning a person turns around and faces the Yisrael and says, "You gave me a soul that is pure and is, so to speak, cut of the same essence that you are." My neshama is an incredible neshama. It can give, it can be totally giving, it can be ktusha, it can be das, it can be all these things because that's what it is. Akarish Baruch Hu put it into, um, deep into layers, layers of personal ambition, self, physical cravings, environment, uh, public opinion, etc. And that's the real picture. It's not that we are what we feel at first glance and we're now looking to become better, bigger, different. Our essence is, is, is really extraordinary. 
it's just a question of taking it out, dragging it out from the layers that encompass it, the layers that bury it, so to speak. So it's a very different picture because every person wants to be the person he is <coughs> rather than something he's not. If we understand ourselves for who we really are, then, 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 then we, we'd have a, a much stronger drive to become the person we are. Imagine, I, 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 um, I, I, I had a following experience with a very, very tragic experience with somebody. Many people have, some people are smarter, some people are, are less gifted and so on. People who are less gifted intellectually, academically, most people learn to understand themselves and feel good about themselves. You know, this is the talents I have. I don't pull hundreds. I'm not, you know, Ivy League material. Fine. There was somebody I know who was brilliant, brilliant scholar. I mean, a young boy. He was a college boy and was you know, like, 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 you know, one of those straight A top university students. He was in a car accident, and he lost. He went from being an A plus student in top tier to a B minus student in somewhere in the middle. That that his abilities, and the person is a tragedy. It's many years already. There are many people like him who are very happy with themselves. He, he's not stupid. He's not. He's got wonderful many things about himself. But he knows that he's an A plus student. And he's not that. He, he, he feels his real self is trapped and can't come out. <laughs> and that's, what, that's something that drives him incessantly. Um, it's a medical issue, I don't know, you know, it's a tragedy and so on. But how we look at our ruchnistic self makes all the difference on how much, how urgent we feel to bring it out. If a person sees himself as the initial self, with some sort of abstract um, perfection he can bring himself to, maybe. More than that, if, if, we, if, if when we become what we become after a year or two in yeshiva, if we see it as being an extra accomplishment, some like an extra credit accomplishment, it's hard for us to keep that um, going because we basically feel we're not our natural selves. We, we, we got to a very high madrega, and then when we move on to the world and things are different, the surroundings are different, the environment is different, so t t it's, it's not that easy to retain some sort of type of super perfection. But if we, our attitude is we have found ourselves, a yid is a ruchniistic person, whose neshama is a chelukakaimimal, and that's who he is, so when I when I when I finish my yeshiva years, then that's who I am. There's a struggle with the world outside, but I found myself. Whatever it is that I got to, whatever it is I, I accomplished, I found myself, and I want to retain myself. It's a whole different battle when you're trying to be something that you know is beyond you, or you don't want to lose your sense of self. The Pasuk, we say it in Al-Khadaydi, we say a very interesting um, snippet 
that, and, and we look at it, it says, Karva al nafshi, we ask Akshpahu, come close to my soul, Geola, and redeem it. What are those two things? I mean, a person is in a very difficult situation, God help me, redeem me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in the situation A, B, or C, be Goel. Where does Karva al nafshi come in? The answer is because that is what Geula is about. Geula is when a Kaddish Baruch who grabs hold of my essence, of my neshama, of my nefesh, that's Geula. Geula is not about a Kaddish Baruch who and chopping away the problems. It's about a Kaddish Baruch who grabbing hold of who we are. And I think if we foster that attitude, what are we trying to do in the Kufa or in Yeshiva? The answer is not to become better people. The answer is to bring ourselves out, to, to find ourselves. The Karvel Nafshi Ga'ola is this period of time that you're in Yeshiva. It means, if, if that becomes our attitude, then whatever it is that we are when we, when we, when we move on to the next phase of life, it means we're going to be holding on to who we are instead of battling for some sort of peak that's, you know, just like an, a person who's an athlete reaches a certain, a, a certain level of achievement and a certain level of, of fitness that you can't carry past those years. And, no, and nobody expects to. So when a person is 50, he doesn't expect to have the same prowess that he had at 20. But when a person, when he gets older, and it's hard for him to walk, and it's hard for him to stand, hard for him to this. He resists that because he doesn't feel that walking should be an activity of youth. Walking is who I am, and any and any impairment of walking is crippling. It's not. It's not walking is an achievement for a twenty-year-old. This is a human being walks, running the mile in two minutes. That's that's a super super achievement for a super super athlete. And I know that that comes and goes, but 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 what I expect. What, what I, whatever it is that I expect to be normal, that I've struggled to retain always, till the last minute. If that's the attitude we have when we're in yeshiva, then, then when we leave yeshiva, it's, it's a whole different battle. Um, I, I, I battle it with the same, with the same um, intensity to retain myself, what I see self, as as in as I would physically, I do it ruchnis. And Bez Hashem, if we if if we have that attitude and and we achieve whatever we achieve in yeshiva in finding ourselves, discovering our real selves, and bringing it out to light, then Bez Hashem will continue to have it and will continue to grow and steig through our lifetime. Batzlach, everybody.